we need some kind of fine or penalty system for this show. Welcome to it, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We'll get to the Cowboys in just one second. But Perloff has done multiple things this week that would be considered conduct detrimental to the show. (laughs) And you just did another one. I can't flag you for 15 yards. I can't keep you out of the Hall of Fame. I don't know what I can do here, but... This is fair, what I'm doing. No, I I think... Okay, you tell me... Explain it, Maggie. We sit here next to each other every day and talk sports, right? He's a big fan. I'm a big fan. We got our thing, you know, our teams that we've rooted for since we were kids. We can't help where we're from. And Perloff just said to me two seconds before that we go back on the air, you know, I'm taking the bills in the game this week. I'm like, I, you, yeah. I don't need your, like, you're mushing it up. You know, this is my team. Big game. Lots of pressure. Home game against the Chiefs. I've got more thoughts on this as the show goes on, including something that I'm not very happy about. And now you're like, I'm going to take them in the game. Like, I don't, I, I think that's wrong of you. You know this is a big so game there's for th- me. We're making picks. There's four divisional games. You're saying, I can't pick, I can't touch this game? I don't think you should be allowed to. Like, this is a stay away for both. No, no, no. I'm in on, no, I'm an objective analyst here. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I view sports from a completely unemotional standpoint, yes. an analytical standpoint. This is the per- same person who said he thinks that the Eagles are suffering a Super Bowl hangover because the Arizona Heat of oh, last year's last Super Bowl. February. Yeah. And no emotion now. He's fighting over <laughs> the losers that they are, the Eagles. That being said. Last week. If you look up Super Bowl hangover in the dictionary, there's a big picture of Nick Sirianni looking goofy. <laughs> so that, that, <laughs> I, that take I'll stay by. Yeah. But honestly, I do. These other spreads are gigantic. Do I really want to watch football this weekend and have to worry about CJ Stroud covering uh, with a, back, a late touchdown or Jordan Love getting hot? This is the one game that is a, a mild spread, two and a half points. This is the easiest game to bet. It's getting the most money in Vegas. I just That's a bad sign. You never yeah. want, usually want to bet with the public. No, I, I'm just saying, like, this game is the most bet. The other games are just, like, uncomfortable bets. This feels really comfortable to me. I mean, come on. Unless all we have to see is the injury report today from the Bills. There's, what are there? Seven, seven out of 11 defensive starters might be hurt. It's basically a scroll. They have to, like, unfurl the, the injury report. The other thing is we do these bets. Uh, what time are we doing today? Uh, towards the end of the show. Like 9.40 Eastern. Yeah. The spread's at two and a half now. I will bet you that spread goes up to three by game time. But our show rule is you get whatever we say on the show. The so moment you say it on the I'm show, that's at, the spread. I'm looking at the value here, and I think the value is on the bills. Let's I, turn we can our de- attention to the Cowboys. It. Again, we need a conduct detrimental to the show. There's certain things. Perla violated multiple times what, this week. But I had been riding uh, the against the Eagles. Which I have no problem with. I knew they were going to get destroyed by Tampa Bay. I knew they were going to get destroyed by Arizona. So I feel like this is my next thing, is to ride the Bills. <laughs> you did fade the Eagles. You should all, uh, like, take us all to breakfast or and something. And I should have faded the Cowboys, by the way. I I, I wish, well, looking back at that game, do you, do you say to yourself, we should have seen this coming? Well, your opportunity to fade the Cowboys in the playoffs is going to exist next season. Because <laughs> Mike McCarthy's back. Nothing is changing, and they have more confidence in Dak Prescott than they ever have before. Let's hear from the Dallas Cowboys head coach about Dak Prescott. Well, I believe in Dak Prescott. I think he's clearly the answer. Uh, He's part of the solution moving forward. Um, And I I think, you know, as difficult as this time is right now, you know, when we can, you know, work through this this emotional, you know, period that we're in, um, you know, we'll continue to build build off of. You know, what he brings to the table. I 
I'd love to know what the next gear they think Prescott has. Because, listen, everyone shares the blame for that loss against the Packers. But Dak Prescott put together one of the best seasons he's ever had. Do you really think, do we really think that Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott have another level that they're getting to? Hasn't Dak already, like, he's definitely exceeded the expectation for where he was drafted. I don't think you're ever going to win a Super Bowl with him them, him and McCarthy, you know, uh, that duo. That's not winning a Super Bowl. So is there another, like, Perloff, do you see another level? Because I don't. You can stay with Dak Prescott because you don't have a lot of other good options, and he's a good quarterback. But this magical leap that he's going to take in year nine? I guys, do. come on. I do, in the sense that they're very clear deficiencies in Dallas. I mean, they clearly have no targets besides CeeDee Lamb that they trust in the wide receiver room, and they thought they fixed it with Brandon Cooks. They did not. They clearly are getting old on the offensive line, so they need to shore that up, and they clearly need to be able to stop the run on defense, which they thought, again, they thought they had addressed a lot of these things, but they haven't really addressed them. So I think there's room for improvement around. You can actually make the team around Dak Prescott better, significantly better. Okay, but, you know, you can kind of say that about every team, and it's a little—I'm going to— I know Jerry Jones doesn't get a lot of love right now, but it is significantly harder to build your team when your quarterback is taking up a significant percentage of your salary cap. And I don't know what this next contract is going to look like, but they're both intertwined here because you pay your quarterback that much, it gives less to spread around to other spots on the field. This is just part of team building. That's part of professional football. And so at some point, your high-paid quarterback has to overcome some of those deficiencies. That's what we expect. And Dak Prescott going into year nine, guys, we're getting the same thing. Well, I mean, He's the Ra- not good in big games. The Ravens paid Lamar Jackson this year, and they've, they've all of a sudden been able to get his supporting cast much better. You what can, changed? What changed? Well, Their Todd offense. Munger. Yeah, but again. McCarthy's not changing the offense. They're sticking with him. No more Dak no, Prescott. I don't, I don't really think it's just the offense. I think the... First of all, they're healthy, which is a miracle in Baltimore. But I, I think their supporting cast got a lot better. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, I think they, they. I think you can do the same kind of thing around Dak and make him a better player. I think you have what you have. You, you need a running game, first of all, too. I, I think you can help him a lot. They went into Green Bay, and they knew they – what did they have? They had to throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb. They can never go into a playoff game again like that as one-dimensional. Am I being completely delusional that they can do something here? Likely. But there is room for improvement with this team. It's not like they were the uh, the 2007 Patriots. They okay. weren't undefeated. They have a lot of holes. Okay. You can always say that every team should be constantly tweaking to make improvements yeah. around their quarterbacks. Hell, the Chiefs are going to have to do that this offseason. They have the greatest quarterback uh, in the big league. Time. <laughs> I get that. But here's the thing. Nothing is going to overcome two things. You still are going to pay Dak a lot, which makes team building harder. And secondly, Dak isn't good in big games. And I don't know why in year nine we think that's going to be so wildly different. And you didn't do anything to change the coach. So Dak Prescott zeroing in on CeeDee Lamb, right? Zeroing in in the Packers game. Everyone in the world knew he was trying to get it to him and couldn't for a lot of the game. Why aren't you trying to change things up? Why aren't you trying to give your quarterback the tools? Like, again, this duo, to me, you just saw the ceiling. 
and they got blown out at home. Well, first of all, they put that whole loss on Dak is ridiculous because they got punched in the face from the opening drive. They couldn't stop the Packers running game. So that puts the opposing quarterback in a really tough spot. Dak had no room for error. And then CeeDee Lamb having a panic attack in the first quarter made Dak's job a lot harder. And they had no running game to help. Okay. They can they can fix all of that. Interception, sack out of field goal range, turnover. It's he I'm not saying it's all his fault, but what makes you think that in a big game in year nine, all of a sudden McCarthy and Dak, like they're going to find the secret sauce? Well, I mean, we've already watched this. Dak we've had watched a, this movie. Dak had a great playoff game last year against Tampa Bay. Yeah, the the the, the shell of Tom Brady. I, Dallas had no chance to settle down in that game against Green Bay. Dak had no chance to settle down. Like It became desperate fast, and that puts an offense in a terrible position. They couldn't run the ball. Like everything, The defense screwed Dak from the beginning of that game. He settled out. He actually looked great the rest of the game. Like He was throwing pinpoint passes everywhere. I know Green Bay was in prevent. Dude, <laughs> ended up on. With, once those, empty st- st- those are the stats of the most empty. That is empty calories right. like an Oreo cookie. But once he threw that second pick, the pick six, we would have assumed, oh, Dak is completely lost and he's going to throw five more interceptions. And he didn't. He settled down. Congrats. They were down 21 nothing at that point. 27 nothing. 27. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like, you said that Dak was on his heels, like, from the very beginning. They were down a touchdown, guys. Like, you, you have to expect that the other team is actually going to show up and maybe script a couple plays where they're going to go down the – uh, on the field and score and it was like Dallas was like wait what someone else is gonna dare score here and that's just weak and the fact that the game either sped up on them which is what Mike McCarthy said yesterday he 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 disagreed with the notion that they were flat he said it was the opposite that the team was too revved up yeah. like that they say I hear manage your emotions, like manage the moment. And Dak's not a rookie here. He's not a second year, third. We're talking about a third contract for this guy who's done a lot. Like He's played a lot. I think this game reminded me of the Buffalo game where Dallas came out and we ignored that Buffalo game because we thought it was a weather game. Yeah, You can run on Dallas. And when you can run on a team, it the rest is just details. It does not matter. Once you can pound a team with running, you're going to win that game and win it easily. If you can't stop the run in the NFL, there's no way you're winning a Super Bowl. So, Did they not I, know that Aaron Jones was on the roster? I mean, it's the same thing that happened in Buffalo. They just, they're great. When they're ahead and they're pass rushing, they're an amazing defense, but... If they can't, they can't handle those punches early in the game, they're in big trouble. 855-212-4CBS. You're right about that. Ramon is our pal in Indianapolis. Good morning, Ramon. How are you? Hi, Maggie. Bro. You all. Okay, that's great. You know, Mac, you changed my mind. I was going to say something earlier, and I'll probably just uh, buffer on it, but you are completely correct. I don't know if you give a guy another $50 million uh, after that performance. I love Dak. When I was going to say, you know, it's real hard to win a Super Bowl because only 27 quarterbacks in the history of the league has ever won it, but you're right. They were only a down a touchdown. And as a quarterback, you've got to come in, settle down. If you don't like the play calling, then go to McCarthy and, and tell him you don't like it. Aaron Rodgers did it. I actually have more respect for Matt LaFleur now than I did for Aaron Rodgers because we can see Matt LaFleur actually can coach, and maybe Rodgers was changing plays that maybe he shouldn't have done because look how Jordan Love was. I mean, Prolove, look at that. Look at Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur. And look at Dak and Mike McCarty. Something's missing right there. And I don't know if you give him 50 million, but I will say it's hard because only 27 quarterbacks has ever won. But to give up 50 million. And then also this. Why won't the NFL owners get rid of a salary cap? The NHL doesn't have it. The NBA doesn't have it. 
and uh, they have a luxury tax, and then baseball definitely just has a luxury tax. Why do the NFL owners handcuff themselves when they're printing money? I don't understand that. I would get rid of that cap. Thanks for my call. Ramon, thank you so much, and have yourself a great weekend. I think they love the cap because it creates parity. Yeah. You know, they want the the small, and they do revenue sharing, which baseball does too, but they want the parity well, I think they every want, team in it. I think it's cost control too. I mean, the bottom line is the players get with 48% of the revenue. So the salary cap is going to be what I don't love the way the, the structure kind of screws rookies. <laughs> so that is defined the NFL recently because the young players don't get paid anything. And the money goes to the guys in the middle, whatever. Uh, the, the thing about Dak and the 50 million and getting seven, they were down seven, nothing. Okay. And yeah. Dak leads him to midfield and then he tries to hit CD lamb, but CD lamb is, is not present for some reason. CD lamb did not show up in the game. I don't think, I think things just started to roll downhill and that's when Dak said his worst. I, this is going to sound like a huge apologist move. I don't even think Dak was that bad. I mean, that one, the first interception, come on. His receiver, as usual, did not man up. The second interception, every he had to get the ball to CeeDee Lamb. So I'm I'm fine on Dak. I think people always underestimate Dak Prescott. I think they always underestimate Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to come back and have a really good year next year. No, the reason why we underestimate Dak Prescott is because in these big games, he's has his worst moments. Are you sure that that's Dak, though? Are you sure it's not other things in Dallas? Because it sure seems like everybody else kind of comes up short, too. Well, He didn't I, even play that bad in the 1913 loss to San Francisco. He had two picks, but one of them hit a guy in the head. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I, I think the whole team is coming up short. I think there's a systematic problem. I don't think it's just Dak. I just, Dak Prescott was an all-pro this year and still flamed out in the playoffs. How much better do you think he's getting? I think if and, Dallas can have a run game, then it's a different animal altogether. But he's already had a run game before. Yeah, he had Ezekiel Elliott forever. Like like 50, 50 it's been a while. And they had a great offensive line. Like they, it's what not year like, was that? He's His rookie year? He That was 2016. And, be, and beyond. Like, I, I just, the, the things that, like, re, quarterbacks who make this much money, there are some of them out there that are dealing with real stuff. Like, Tua was dealing with, and Tua's not even making that much yet, but Tua was dealing with real injuries. He's dealing with really a defense that's decimated. He's like I have almost more sympathy for Tua than I do for Dak. Tua has barely had his left tackle for most of the year. Yeah, but you got to admit the rest of the Cowboys didn't show up either. I mean, you're telling me that defense showed up against Jordan? No, they, didn't. they, they did just not. completely no showed. I think you you can. Troy Aikman won a bunch of Super Bowls in Dallas, right? Yeah. Look at his stats. Okay, he did but that nothing. Was a different he had, time Pearl off. Yeah, but I think that's how t- Dallas has to win. They have to get back to that. They well, have to be back. They have to be. They have a great offensive line. They have to run the ball, protect the defense. They sh- if Dak has to throw sixty times, there's no way they're ever going to win. So that is the other thing where Mike McCarthy, I think, misled Dallas Cowboy fans, and he said it was going to be running the ball and we're doing this Texas Coast thing. And I believe Pollard did top a thousand yards this year, but come on, we all watched it. Fantasy owners were ticked off about it. Pollard could not get it going, and uh, he just couldn't be the bell cow, or maybe he was yeah. hurt. I have who knows. We'll get the real story. But it, the offensive line wasn't, I guess, good enough, and they couldn't lean on Pollard. And here's another thing about Dak, which is why I, I, I'm dubious that he'll ever win a playoff game. In fact, I don't. Uh, not a playoff game, a Super Bowl. I don't think he will. And I don't like the pairing between him and McCarthy. I don't think it can get much better than what we saw this year. Your quarterback can't be that different on the road than at home. 
Like, that was the one thing about the Cowboys. You say we should have known, and you faded the Eagles and made some money at the end of the season, and good for you. But, like, we should have known when you have home road splits that are that wildly different, you know, you're paying a quarterback like that for for great performances, for playoff performances, but also consistency. Mm. And they couldn't do that on the road. Like, but did that been in his whole career? I feel like Dallas Dallas used to struggle at home a little bit. Well, now we have a, you're at a crossroads. This is why this is interesting because if you actually wanted to change something, now is the time, and they're not going to. Uh, they're, they're they're I mean they're going to stick with Dak. We know that. Yeah, I mean I don't think they have a choice. Like who's yeah, it, who? Otherwise, who's their quarterback? Cooper, I don't have a Cooper good, Rush. Maybe they go Cooper Rush or something. And <laughs> I just, don't think so. They need to get they need to fix that run game immediately. But you you did bring up a good point. Mike McCarthy saying he's going to run the ball. He ruined Green Bay the same exact way. He just refused to run the ball. He's got that West Coast thing so deep in his blood. Yeah, maybe uh, I I think Dak can still win. With McCarthy, that part I don't know. Well, we're getting him again. Round five. Watch him go 13-4 and and get the number one seed and watch him. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to believe in these dumb Cowboys. I don't think so. Uh, Eddie is in Arizona. He's got a thought on the Raiders coaching search. Good morning, Eddie. What's up? Good morning, Maggie and Perloff. Love you guys' show. Appreciate do you guys it. mind if I do a quick shout-out? Uh, sure. Just to my boy, Mike, from work. He's a longtime Lions fan, and the Lions are finally doing work, so shout-out to him. But, okay, my question is, is, why hasn't Antonio Pierce gotten picked up by the Raiders? Oh, Eddie, we're losing you, but I think you said, why has Antonio Pierce not been hired by the, the Raiders yet? Who else did they interview? Can you look that up really but, fast? You know, he was just asking me, he's like, it feels like we haven't heard much about the Raiders coaching search at all. Well, we had that rap sheet report that they were all in on Harbaugh. But that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I, I think yeah, they, they got even a no- bring Harbaugh in. <laughs> I think they got a note from Harbaugh saying, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Hard uh, pass. I don't think Harbaugh would go to a team with no quarterback, so I'll bet you Harbaugh said no, so they settled on Antonio so Pierce. Chris, Chris Richard and Leslie Frazier have interviewed for the job so far, along with, of course, Antonio so Pierce. two defensive guys, and Antonio Pierce is a defensive guy. It's interesting. Um, the other, well, here's the thing. Are you sure Harbaugh wouldn't go to a place without a quarterback because he interviewed in Atlanta? And I don't think yeah. we believe that Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback there. If Jim Harbaugh has this, I mean, obviously the Raiders is the worst job out there. I don't even think it's close. No, Panthers are way worse yeah. than the Raiders. Way worse. I don't Unless you were so. a Bryce Young believer. I, I don't think so. I think Why? the Raiders, there's just no way. The Raiders, are. There's, they have no chance to win with that ownership group. Oh, Carolina cool. Carolina is starting David from, Tepper isn't yeah, exactly Tepper, winning a lot of fans. In that? <laughs> we just don't have the We have 20 history. years of Mark Davis. <laughs> we have three years of David Tepper. I'm telling you, at least Carolina is a blank slate. At least David Tepper throws some drinks at you and, and gets, you, <laughs> gets you hydrated. <laughs> hey, Mark Davis have to throw, like, uh, what, chicken wings? He's usually What's caught like on black, uh, Blackjack chips or whatever. <laughs> get your haircut. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the Raiders, talking about Jerry Jones having it, the inability to win a Super Bowl, I can't see that Raiders team. Maybe maybe it's naive of me, but I almost feel like what I've seen from Mark Davis as a WNBA owner makes me feel like maybe there is hope that he can figure this thing out. Do you think great in the WNBA. When do you think he even noticed that he owned a WNBA team? Oh, he, he'd, be, he'd be out there. I'm going to give him, I'm going to no. defend Mark Davis. He'd be there a lot. He's at the games, you're right, sitting courtside. Do you think he has do you think that he's actually meeting with Becky Hammond? So apparently he meets with his football coaches after every single game, and especially the losses. Do you think he sat one-on-one with Becky Hammond with the Aces? 
I'll answer I, that for you, Jay. I don't know. I, I really <laughs> think that not. he's more invested in that team than you think. He's at the games a lot. He's been a big proponent for, like, hey, other teams should be having charter flights. Like, I think. Oh, I think, that stuff is great. Right. But I don't think he's sitting in being like, you know, I think we need to, uh, you know, be hitting the full court press a little bit more. Like, I, he's not meddling. <laughs> well, he's, not a he's, he's a football guy. He's not a basketball <laughs> is guy. Is he a football guy, though? They've had two, by, winning by seasons. Is. two winning seasons since the Super Bowl year. Two out of 21. That's bad. I mean, David Tepper, yes, it's been a disaster, but that's been three years. I think the Raiders is... I mean, if you're Harbaugh, you had the Chargers and the Raiders. Is anybody here picking the Raiders? Well, it's not like the Chargers have had a... You know, they've had some issues themselves, but... but they have winning seasons all the time. Like, this is... There's so much more to work with there. I think the Raiders are big trouble. I mean, the Raiders, you got to... You got to... Uh, now, I don't know if you want to stay, stick around, but you got a, a top-notch pass rusher. You still have Devontae Adams. I mean, I, I I don't know what you have with the Panthers. You have nothing. And my the thing Panthers, is, at least yeah. with the Raiders, okay, even if those guys don't stay long-term, those guys, you can get good assets for those guys via trade. Who are you trading on the Panthers that's getting you anything? Yeah. It's going to look. It's gonna be hard for the Panthers this year, but I'll give you right You get a new quarterback next year, Shador Sanders, and you start over. You get the ability to completely start over. That's something. The, the bigger one is not Raiders- Panthers, it's Raiders, Chargers. Like I, I think you're, I'm going to agree with Perloff. I think the Charger job is just way better. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody Herbert. does. Because yeah, Herbert, yeah, I agree with that too. And oh, I, think, so, I think you have a chance to have more control with the Chargers than with the Raiders. They're, you're going to always have Davis over your head with the Raiders, and and th- that's why you probably interview in Atlanta too. You probably have a chance there to have a little more say than yeah. you would a regular head coaching player. Yeah, I don't think the Spanos family is any treat to work with, though, with the Chargers. And both teams, ironically, Pete, you're right, looking for new GMs. Well, I got to tell you, the Gruden era, the Gruden-Mayock era in the Raiders just spoiled it forever for me. I mean, I I can't imagine that franchise rebounding from that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, you're going to get my take on Bill's Chiefs. What's really going on with this matchup in Buffalo? Ooh. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Already filing a protest. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We're doing picks later in the day, and Maggie says, I can't bet Bill's Chiefs. I'm still doing it. Be a friend. Be What what I bet on this game or where I stand when I'm watching the game it will have no impact on the outcome of this game, Maggie. You know that's It's going to be true. decided on the field. The other part is I didn't want to point this out because we are friends, but you haven't exactly been on a heater lately with your picks. I was 3-0 last week. All right, well, good for you last week, but, I mean, you were ahead of me by, like, 10 games, and I closed the gap on you. Yeah, we'll definitely meet around 500 at some point. <laughs> Probably. But, uh, I don't trust you right now. You're not exactly, you know, I, give I, me the Greek. I've missed every prop bet ever until last week, but I've been okay on games. So, I, I don't know. Either I, That's very nice of you to say, by the way. Okay. Now I'm definitely betting the Bills. <laughs> no, it hasn't been awesome. Uh, okay. Well, didn't want to have to do it, but I've noticed a couple things before this Bills-Chiefs game. It's time to call on our friend. Machiavellian Maggie. Guys, the NFL script writers, they're at it again. And like the players and the coaches in the postseason, Perloff, it's time to take their game to the next level. So let me paint this scene for you. Orchard Park, New York. Sun fading, giving away to the darkness. The stadium fills. They're pulsating. They're high on the intoxicating combination of Zubaz and Labat Blue. Kickoff is imminent. 
Suddenly, you get the chirps in the crowd. Whispers. She's in the building. She's here. Gentlemen, Taylor Swift enters the arena. Might as well be the bat signal for the referees to start calling the game for Kansas City. Yeah, you heard me right. Mm. The Chiefs must advance at all costs to keep the trailer, the Taylor train chugging. The NFL took one hit of that Taylor Swift nose candy, and now they've been chasing the <laughs> dragon ever since. They want her at the Super Bowl. They need her at the Super Bowl. It is so close. They can taste it. Now, the only question that's left is how is this going to go down? Maybe a phantom face mask? Mm. Are we getting an asinine intentional grounding call? I don't know. But it's coming, and it's going to be dirty. And when that red-lipped assassin shows up in Vegas for the Super Bowl, please, I beg you, pour one out. Spare a thought mm. for Josh Allen and the Bills, who were mere roadkill from the Taylor Swift parade. Machiavelli and Maggie is calling it. The NFL is going to rig this for the Chiefs so that they can get Taylor Swift bump in the Super Bowl. This is going to be as clear as a bell. Wow. Uh, so, but what about all the calls that Josh Allen always gets? Those are not going to come. Erroneous. No, they're not going to come anymore because the Taylor tilts the field towards the Chiefs. They want her in mm. these playoffs, Perloff. They need her there. She's about to start this Asian concert tour thing. She could get back for the game, though, if they all play their cards right. And, man, wouldn't that be the one storyline that the NFL has been dying for? Taylor flying in on the private jet. They're tracking her plane. Is she going to make it in time for mm. kickoff to see Kelsey? Guys, we all know what's happening here. Yeah. The Bills are not going to get a fair shake in this game because the NFL scriptwriters want Taylor Swift. I don't know what you're talking about. Just the fact that they assign an official, Sean Hockley, who apparently loves Kansas City more than you love the Bills. <laughs> they, yes, Sean They're Hockley. unbeatable when Sean Hockley's on there. And uh, But don't worry. He's cool with the Bills. He's only penalized him 40 times for 347 <laughs> yards the last four games. Yeah, and That's isn't 10 he, penalties a game. Isn't he 2-0 and calling Chiefs playoff games? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. They, you, you think The only thing I disagree is, yeah, you said when Taylor shows up, that's a bat signal. Apparently, the NFL already knew, and they assigned Hockley. They've been <laughs> yeah, planning right. this. They I'm probably sorry, been planning yeah. this for weeks. They probably gave them all those crazy roughing calls against Josh Allen last week just so they could screw over Baltimore, uh, Buffalo in a bigger stage. Listen, yeah, I, I, I'd be worried if I were the Ravens too. You don't think it's an easier path for the Chiefs to have a home game against the Houston Texans? Rather than going oh, yeah. up against Lamar Jackson, the entire AFC is in doubt. Ever since those two started dating, this thing was on a collision course. Mm. It's over, guys. And this is exactly the excuse I will use if the Bills lose. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But to be honest, you know the NFL doesn't want this Taylor thing to stop. They have bent over backwards yeah. for her. I mean, I'm kind of being facetious here, but they have bent over backwards for her. She is. They've given her free airtime, free commercials. They love her at these games. You think they want that to end on a cold night in Buffalo? Well, no shot. I, Has what, she ever even been to Buffalo? Maggie, shake it off. No. One thing I definitely now, How with. dare you use a Taylor Swift lyric? <laughs> you don't want to have a cool summer. Is there any chance this, this game does not come down to a call? I'd say there's a 0% probability that it... And 
Okay, so there's going to be a call that it's going to decide the game. Are you so positive it's going to go against you guys? Look at what they're – okay, last week you had George Pickens say we can't play the Bills and the refs. The Bills can't play the Chiefs and the refs and Taylor Swift and her worldwide fame. And let's be honest, let's call it what it is. If this happens and the Bills get screwed on a call because the Chiefs won and the NFL wants Taylor to keep going, Haley Steinfeld better get out there. We need you in the front row of all these luxury boxes. Josh Allen is dating this world-famous actress, and they never use it. Actually, she could walk in right now. I wouldn't know who she was. What's oh, she better? How do you not know Hawkeye? Give me a break. She's part of the Marvel oh, Universe. Even I know that. Kate oh, Bishop yeah. is Hawkeye now. Who? <laughs> He's dating Kirk Ferentz. Oh, Hallie Seinfeld <laughs> is Jeremy Renner's daughter in that. No, he's not a daughter. He's her mental mentee. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Everyone, fall in line here. Huh? This is serious. Of all well, the people, Pearl, I thought would be with me on this. I will counter one thing. Is there a possibility the officials are a little afraid of all those drunk people in Buffalo? On They're Sunday? more afraid of the NFL being like, how dare yeah. you kill our Taylor Swift cash cow? That would be my counter. <laughs> Is that the uh, that all that snow and all those crazy Buffalo fans I, maybe would intimidate them a little? Maybe they can counter this? They, they, they know it's coming and they can send a chill down the officials' spine? You know, I'm actually a little worried also. A little worried someone's going to throw something at Taylor. Well, I was going to say, I actually I saw the um, the the backup quarterback for the for the Bills. His wife made a joke on Instagram because I guess Haley Steinfeld was at the game last week. That while people were throwing snowballs, that Haley Steinfeld was also throwing snowballs uh, in the stands. And I'm wondering maybe Haley can throw over to the <laughs> next booth like Hawkeye, <laughs> maybe get Taylor. an arrow. Knew she was trouble. And <laughs> Thank you. Right Pete. in the face of that red lip assassin, as you said. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little worried that somebody is going to throw something they used to reserve only for Tom Brady at Taylor in the booth. Now, they're going to have the windows closed, so it's not going to hit her. But she starts doing those dances and stuff, someone's going to throw a sex toy at her. I'm just saying. If I got to see Taylor Swift do another swag surf, I might have to retire from the show. I'm sorry. I might not be able to be in this in this, in this this business. That's not going over well. <laughs> no, it's not. That was that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I thought, the, I thought that handshake they had in like week five or whatever and that Bears game was bad, I didn't think it could get worse. And I underestimated Brittany Mahomes. Uh, don't. I'm, uh, All right. Well, there you go, guys. NFL ha- fixes in. I'm seeing Haley Seinfeld and Taylor Swift have a lot of connections. Are they friends? I think so. Not anymore. Well, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are clearly best friends. That's a weird part of this whole rivalry. I know. They're friends. By the way, the people who are calling this the Tom Brady-Peyton Manning matchup, the disrespect to Burrow with this, I love this matchup. It's a mm. rivalry for sure. They are friends. They have a lot of postseason experience. But to just like... To because Burrow is hurt to like remove him from this in that way, I, I can't imagine any more disrespect. People are calling this a Peyton Manning Tom Brady matchup. Yes. Who's Peyton? Uh, Mahomes is Tom. Yes. Well, people have now. Sh- short memories because yeah, there'll be a Joe Burrow. First of all, I heard a, a huge take today that who's Joe Burrow? You mean the old Jordan Love? Jordan Love being the new Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> we move on fast. Man, we are just brutal <laughs> sports. We move media. on. Fat. Remember Jalen Hurts when he was <laughs> nope. the, he was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bogus has headlines. What do you think of my Taylor Swift theory? Uh, the I, NFL wants to get ta- wants Taylor Swift to continue going yeah. to the games. And by the way, a tip of the half to our pal Dave Marinick, who uh, 
help me out with this one. I think you're lucky that someone suggested dry heat did the Eagles in this year, or this would be the worst excuse. Get out of here. Come on, on, Bogus. Come on. Scott Hockley is not making pro Taylor Swift calls in Buffalo this weekend. He's just going to be bad by himself. You need to calm down, Bogus. By the way, there was did the did the Bills already beat the Chiefs on a somewhat questionable call? That was a regular season, and yeah. so yeah, they already got one against Kadarius Tony's pinky toe in the neutral zone. Oh, uh, what else we got? Which, by the yeah. way, the game would be in Kansas City, and uh, that meant that <laughs> Taylor Swift wouldn't have to try out Buffalo. That is a great. She's from Wyoming, missing Pennsylvania. Buffalo can't be that scary for her, right? No, it's not going to be scary. It's just uh, I'm I'm a little worried someone's going to throw something at her. So I'm just on the record when she gets, you know. EJ would do it if he could. When people shake their finger oh, at the no, Bills I... fans, and we're going to be the we're going to be the villains here because somebody is going to drink too many Labatt Blues and uh, throw something at Taylor. Swift. I would not throw anything at Taylor Swift. I would be I would disappear from the face of the earth in a second. The person that does that, we won't we won't see them again. Yeah. Well, I mean. G- Odds are they'd probably just get drunk and fall down a hole at some point. They may not have seen them again just on their own. I'm sorry. Bogus, I interrupted you. Do you guys remember when EJ was off uh, at Nick's fantasy camp and we discussed the biggest championship asterisk uh, and babyface Ryan Botcher suggested the 2006 NBA Finals, even though he wasn't alive when they happened? Uh, (laughs) We're back on that series because it was the starting point for a Dwayne Wade-Dirk Nowitzki beef. It began back then with Dirk saying the Mavs gave the Heat the title that June. There was no love lost there at, at the beginning. And I remember in the 07, the All-Star game was in, in Vegas. Yep. I think mm. we were the only two All-Stars ever on record to not shake hands uh, <laughs> pregame. So there was definitely, yeah, there was definitely some some cold times. Uh, that's Dirk as a guest on D-Wade's podcast, The Why with Dwayne Wade. Now we fast forward to the 2011 Finals and Wade and LeBron making fun of Dirk during the series. Don't hit me, Cole. I think I'm safe. <laughs> Those were fake coughs because Dirk had been talking about being ill. I ended up not seeing this until after game four. So I saw this uh, before game five, I believe. Um, I, I didn't appreciate it. Um <laughs> Now, using yesterday's lessons, uh, do we ship the current version of their relationship? <laughs> that they buried the hatchet? That they're t- yeah, that they're tight now-ish? Uh, I kind of wish they kept the beef going. This is the lamest beef I've ever heard of in my life. The two nicest guys in the history of the NBA. They really didn't like each other. I love this beef. I, come on. This is not a good beef. Everybody loves Dwayne Wade and everybody loves Dirk, and I don't even buy that this is a good rivalry. No, this is a great rivalry. They both face often two very intense finals yep. that had really epic collapses on both sides, and we now see that there was real animosity. The only thing I, that upsets me is I wish these guys were more like disrespectful like during that time because I don't think a lot of people knew how much animosity there was. I love those Dallas Maverick teams, so I knew that these teams and these players did not like each other. Right. But I think if they would have actually played it up more, they would have made those rivalries even greater. Well, they also, they, they didn't play, they played each other in those finals. Yeah, twice. But not, no, it's, it's only just, meeting two times in the it, regular season. I, and also the Mavs faded after their, after their championship where the heat went on and then started taking on the Spurs and all that. It's a style of person. I mean, that's like, you can't have two nice guys who with a real rival, like Jordan versus the Pistons, a bunch of jerks going at each other. <laughs> uh, the Knicks and the, and the Heat and all that, like, you need mean people. 
Dwayne Wade, has is, is the guy ever not walked into a room smiling? What's, how can Dwayne Wade be in a robbery? I don't even buy this. Can we? Should we look, while Bogus uh, fills us in on everything else going on in sports, we should think of the two most random, two nicest guys who would be the weirdest to have a rival. I think this is it. Like Ray I Allen picture, versus... <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Well, Ray Allen exact. had a thing with Rondo. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And Kevin Garnett. Yep. That's like, like Mahomes versus Josh Allen is not a robbery because the two of them uh, don't have a mean bone in their body. Peyton in my opinion. Manning and Chad Pennington. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a blood feud. Two, what two else is going politicians. on, Bogus? Uh, <laughs> NBA last night, Jalen Brunson put 41 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists on the Rockets in the Knicks 113-109 win. The Jazz saw their six-game overall win streak and their nine-game home win streak and thanks to the Thunder, 134-129. And the Pacers won in Sacramento, 126-121. TJ McConnell had 20 and 10 assists. The Carolina Panthers are busy trying to trick somebody to be their head coach and work for David Tepper. They interviewed a pair of OCs yesterday, Brian Callahan from Cincinnati and Houston's Bobby Slowick. And American Ben Shelton, the 16 seed, loses his third-round match in five sets at the Aussie Open. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Coming up, the quarterback feeling the most pressure going into the divisional round. We've got it for you next. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Divisional weekend coming up. Perloff, Lamar Jackson. Haven't seen him in a while. We talked about how, you know, the sports news cycle moves really fast. Well, Lamar Jackson hasn't played in three weeks, right? Because he sat out the last week or two weeks, I guess. He sat out the last week of the regular season. They got the bye because they are one of the best teams, if not the best team in football at the end of the season. So the pressure on Lamar. We haven't seen him in the playoffs in years, too, because he's been hurt the last couple times. The pressure on Lamar, you have it where? None. How can you say that? Because they are about to roll the Texans. (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, we have no idea how these games are going to play out. We'll make our picks. But you don't think going into this game, I 100% disagree with you. Lamar has to be feeling pressure, partly because of what you just said. We haven't seen him in the playoffs in a while. He doesn't have a great playoff record. The last time they were the one seed, the Tennessee Titans went in there and beat them. Like, there has to be pressure, especially because the Texans are playing phenomenal they just blew out the cleveland browns who had the most ferocious defense in the league the texans have beaten nothing but bad teams the texans have seen nothing like the ravens uh this is going to be a beat down on both sides of the ball and i think lamar knows it i saw an interview he sat down with boomer chris berman yeah that guy looks like he doesn't have a worry in the world and the thing about lamar too if he's fully healthy he could obviously run it does not like they have to be a fine-tuned passing machine here they have a million ways they can beat you. That's why I don't think there's a lot of pressure on him because of the style of play. Okay, here's the thing. You look at this big spread. This is what, nine and a half, two? Yeah. Something like that. Do you really think with what we've seen from C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, how they have answered the call at every turn, you really think this team's getting blown out? Uh, I, I, I don't actually, think it's possible. I don't love the spread here because it's huge. And yeah, and Baltimore, is the, the thing with Baltimore is they always jump out early. They have a huge lead and they let everyone sneak back in. They let teams uh, pass at the Emmys. They don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have a chance here. What's the Texans game? Who would the Texans beaten that says to you they can beat a team like the Ravens? The, Col- the, Ravens- the, the, the Cleveland Browns. 45-14. Yeah. to 14, It wasn't even, yeah. uh, even that close. Yeah, see, I think the Ravens and Browns are a totally different league. And 
The the other thing about the Ravens too is that uh, their defense is just hot right now. Where Cleveland's defense had already started to show holes before this game, so I, I have no worries for Lamar. Okay, Marlon, I don't even think Lamar has to have a great game. I think they can win this game. Marlon Humphrey is going to be out in this game. Been in in and out of the lineup for a long time. Okay, I think that he, here's where I first of all do think that Lamar. Let's keep it on him for a second, not to the Texans, but let's keep it on Lamar. This is where I think you're feeling the pressure. We have seen that they've been playing excellent, right? They've been getting out to these really big leads. The Ravens have been awesome. What happens if a few things start going wrong? What if you have a few drops, a few moments, a few things that just don't go according to plan, and all of a sudden this is a close game where you're at home with that memory of getting upset as the number one seed in Lamar's other MVP season that he had? Like that, we talked about, you know, could the Lions get tight because of all the history that they're making and all of that and being this uh, a favorite at home? We saw the Cowboys got really tight or were too revved up, I don't know what, against the Packers. I think this is, this is not as cut and dry as you're making it out to be. And I think Lamar might feel confident. He should feel confident. But once you get into that game... I'll I think exactly. the pressure starts to build. I think, but Lamar can tuck it and run. And he's been doing that a lot the last quarter of the season. He didn't run nearly as much. Well, he didn't run as much this year, but the last part of the season, he said, forget it. I'm running every play. I think that ability to counter if the passing game is off with the run game gives the Ravens a sort of a pressure-proof thing going on here. Now, they lost at Buffalo. I remember because Buffalo had like a spy. Yeah, ago. they had a spy, and they brutalized him, and they – they t- I don't think Houston's built like that. I-, I think Houston's defense is pretty good, but not not at this level. I I don't think he's nervous. I think he would be nervous in a later down the road, maybe. But also, does Lamar Jackson strike you as a guy who feels a lot of nerves? Um, like I- Dak, we know. But I, <laughs> I I feel like Lamar. I know he hasn't had playoff success, but he does not strike me as a guy to guy who gets super tight. Maybe not, but this stuff starts to build when you don't come through on the big expectations. And the expectations were high his MVP year, much higher now. Yeah, I mean, that team was young. I mean, he was young. He was in his second year in the NFL. Yeah, they definitely hired him right now. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a very big surprise if they're not in the Super Bowl, I think. 855-212-4CBS. Dan is in Rochester, wants to get in on this game. Ravens, Texans. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. What's up, guys? Perloff, I got to come at you, my guy. Been, uh, I usually I usually side with you. I got like four points, and then like I'll, I'll like come back to me. So, Lamar Jackson, one playoff win ever. Yep. Right? Um, then, you know, just watching on NFL Network, he did a, he did an interview the other day, uh, yesterday, and they were like, are you confident? Like, how worried are you that you're going to be able to score enough points? And, like, just the smug, like, oh, very confident, very confident. That's bulletin board material. Once upon a time, as an Eagles fan, you'll know, when the Giants went to the playoffs with Odell Beckham, he took everybody out on that boat, and uh, they got smashed. Well, rumor is Odell Beckham rented a yacht called the Spirit of Baltimore, and he took all the offensive players out on that boat over the last couple of days. (laughs) I know. Was he wearing the tips? You're you're talking about, um, you know, being able to chase down Lamar. I I don't know how much Houston football you've watched or whatever, but they got Will Anderson, as you know, but they quietly have this linebacker, Christian Harris, who can straight fly. 
Dan, no, I think you're making great that. points. You hear the music. We're up against it, but noted. Yeah, all, all taken. Thank you for weighing in. Is Lamar going to be feeling the pressure in this game? Maybe not coming in, but if this is a close game, could he start to get tight? Ah, Maggie Perloff.